920 WGN. It's Amy Guthin for John Williams today. How are you? Thanks for spending part of your afternoon with me. Always grateful to you for that. So, lots to do on the show today. We're going to be talking with a couple of people behind some really interesting startups. A little bit later, we're going to be talking about the travel ban that takes effect this evening and what it all means and who it excludes and doesn't exclude and all that good stuff, making sense of all of it because it is mighty confusing. And we're going to be talking a little bit about documentary films in Chicago. So you definitely want to stick around for that. But right now we have a very special guest in studio. We are joined by Thomas Day, who is the co-founder of Invent 2026, which is a really fascinating beast of a startup because there's so much to it. I was As I was reading more and more, every time I thought I had my head wrapped around it, there was even more. So how, I don't even know how you get through the day, Thomas, but <laughs> welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Certainly. And so really you're focusing on um, the entrepreneurs that are working kind of in that laboratory space yep. and getting and speeding up that supply chain. It seems what like at its core. Yeah, very good. So uh, what we wanted to do was create a Midwest innovation corridor rooted in applied research, technology transfer from our laboratories, entrepreneurship, and new product development from these inventions that we see coming out of laboratories like Argonne like Fermilab, like uh, the University of Chicago. They have a new engineering program there. They do a lot in that space. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of thought for a while, it seems like we have this opportunity to sort of seize this, Mm -hmm. the biotech and medical tech and and even the kind of B2B supply innovation area here in Chicago. But why haven't we? And and that was kind of the question that we asked um, uh, the folks that – lead these organizations last year. So uh, last year we brought together uh, leaders of applied research from all these institutions I just mentioned and and a few others. The University of Illinois was a sponsor of ours. Uh, We hosted several roundtable conversations and uh, one in Champaign, uh, three of them here, and asked, you know, how can we uh, use these assets we have in in this region to grow a, a, an innovation economy in the Midwest and, uh, and, and grow new startups that can bring your inventions to the market. It's been a tremendous challenge for us in the region, and uh, that, that's our mission with Invent 2026 is uh, to make sure we're building that corridor where inventions become products. Well, it's and here's where it starts splitting off in a million different directions, and yep. there's so much to it because you've got something like five or six different customers you're serving at the mm-hmm. same time. So it's, let's see, labs. Entrepreneurs, investors, yeah. companies, and then also federal agencies. Yeah. So, so let's let's talk big picture here. Yeah. Um, corporations are not doing research and development these days, at least not like they used to. Uh, gone are the days of Bell Labs and Xerox Labs that um, used to drive our R and D competitiveness in America. This isn't a political comment; it's yeah. just an observation. Sure. So, how can we work? with the kind of existing um, uh, set of facts as far as America's R&D competitiveness goes. Well, corporations may not source R&D internally, but what they will do is, is, is find a startup that is developing a product of interest to them. And, and when that startup has proven a market, uh, has, has demonstrated um, uh, that, that a product works, at that point, they'll acquire it. Mm-hmm. So our model works within w- what we have here, um, recognizing that 44% of venture activity 
uh, comes from corporate venture arms these days. That's, that's by far uh, the, the highest we've ever seen on record. Let's put corporations at the front of the line and prepare startups for mergers and acquisitions and not venture, and not raising venture funds, because we think that model has, has largely not worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, me, let me say this real quick. Uh, in 2012, Chicago had 40,000 square feet of co-working spaces to right. kind of you know, support entrepreneurial activity. We now have a million and a half square feet. Uh, th- th- this is, these are all well-intentioned efforts. They're also incomplete. Uh, we've looked at the numbers. Uh, Chicago is still about less than 2% of the national venture capital market, They're the same as it was in 2012. Uh, the SBA, the U- United States uh, Small Business Administration, supports a, a program, the SBIR program, the Small Business Innovation Research Partnership Program. I mean, what it is, is it's, it's non-dilutive funds that go to support startups that are developing technologies of interest to their federal acquisitions uh, right. concerns. DOD has mm-hmm. a big SBIR fund, uh, the National Institutes of Health, and so on. Uh, Eleven different agencies, of which those two are kind of the top two. We are we rank seventeenth in the state of Illinois in receiving SBIR funds, but really last among states with a major municipal market. California's off the charts. Yeah. Massachusetts is off the charts. So we're developing programming, uh, still and discover. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, I apologize. Develop and deploy to work with entrepreneurs that uh, are interested in competing for these SBIR funds and transitioning technologies of interest to the federal government and, by extension, corporations. That's a lot. It is. I mean, what what sticks out to me the most, though, is what you were talking about with how corporate venture capital – is is usually making the acquisition now that we've yep. we've made this kind of shift in the in the space to do that, but I still think it seems anyway we have a lot of entrepreneurs on this program, yep. and it seems like there's still a reluctance to. It seems like that's a that's a stop way down the road. It seems mm-hmm. like when you first need that, or even maybe second or third round funding, yep. it does. I think there's probably still a, a mindset for the entrepreneur that you don't go to a corporation until much later. Yep. You teed that up very well for me. Thank you. Oh, so I did. We, <laughs> <laughs> That's a happy accident. <laughs> so, so we, we I mentioned. So we have three kind of pillars of our our three legged stool here. Uh, number one, develop. Or, I'm sorry, uh, distill and discover. That's where we work with applied researchers to make sure their concepts are visible and understood. Right. So, when they design or they invent something, it's presented in language that is nobody can understand it unless you have a Ph.D. in in, that, in those fields. So we work with them to make sure their concepts are visible. That's one. Number two, uh, uh, develop and deploy. That's where we're working with entrepreneurs to gain visibility on these inventions, come up with a business plan, and, and a strategy for commercializing these products. Okay? And that's a key one, too, because I think there's yep. people with really good ideas, but when it comes to sitting down and making the business part, Yep. Crickets. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So the third uh, leg here, uh, the diligence funds. So this is the third leg of our stool. This is where we ask corporate entities in Chicago and and then in the region to uh, capitalize a a fund that we will then dole out in, you know, maybe $30,000 to $50,000 increments for these entrepreneurs to work with us to, to bring these designs to the market come up with a business plan, uh, um, demonstrate uh, commercial viability, to, you know, identify the customers, prove the concept as far as the corporations go, take the risk off, 
Mm-hmm. And it, and then support an, an eventual acquisition. So it's kind of like wind in their sales money Precisely. to keep them going right there. We're talking with Thomas Day. He is the co-founder of Invent 2026. We are here talking with Thomas Day, who is the founder, co-founder of Invent 2026, a really, really interesting organization that is really at its simplest form. If we we're going to boil all of this down, uh, I wouldn't, I don't know that I would want to, to occupy your brain for a day because it sounds like you have to hold so many <laughs> things at once. That sounds like a lot, but you're doing it so well and so interestingly. Uh, but, but at its core, it seems that it's really all about uh, bringing uh, bringing a little speed and wind in the sails to innovation here in Chicago and in the Midwest, and uh, and helping out particularly lab based uh, inventions and inventors and entrepreneurs getting their products to market to capital to people that need them the most. You're so much better at that than we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. No, uh, thank you. Um, well, I'm, I'm so thrilled that you're with us today. This is really, really interesting because it sounds like it's, I mean, it reaches so far. It's not just in Chicago. There's so many layers to it. And I'm really interested in um, what you, the area that you're moving into in Ohio because mm-hmm. that sounds like a really um, interesting space that's very ripe for innovation too. Yeah, so uh, we are uh, working with our friends at the entrepreneur the Entrepreneur Center in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, Dayton is, is a, a, frankly, a little bit like Chicago in that, you know, it was a manufacturing town. There has been manufacturing that has left the region. So they are presented with a very similar challenge that we are presented here in Chicago, and that is uh, how do you take some of the applied research that is being done at Dayton? There it's uh, uh, the Air Force Research Lab that uh, has a presence at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. And is it similar to the kinds of innovation that we're seeing in Chicago? Yeah, yeah I mean, may- maybe a little bit different. Um, uh, you know, they, they obviously work a little bit more in aerospace sure. than, than what we would see in uh, the laboratories here. But uh, they do have the assets in Dayton. They have a number of great universities there. Um, and 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 the Air Force Base and and uh, some applied uh, labs there that uh, uh, there's an opportunity for technology transfer. So we're working with our friends, the uh, the Entrepreneur Center in Dayton, to uh, provide 1.2 million dollars in in grant money to startups in, with a presence in Ohio to take lab generated inventions into the market. Uh, for for us for Invent 2026, this will kind of be a test case for us. Um, you know, let's prove what we're doing in Dayton and then go take it to, to Chicago. So what could that mean for the city of Chicago? We, in 1980, had 200,000 people work in the steel industry. Now we have next to none. I might suggest that this is kind of at the root of some of the challenges that we're having, particularly on the south and west side, is we had industry leave. But what are the new industries that are going to replace these legacy industries? We have a real opportunity to make these manufacturing plants work again, building new industries, batteries. They're doing uh, a lot of work at Argonne with new battery design. Uh, They're under a $160 million grant from the Department of Energy to build out uh, a lithium sulfur battery design. The battery in your cell phone is lithium ion this would dramatically increase the power of the lithium-ion battery under lithium sulfur design. So that's, that's one potential industry. They do sensors in food and ag and water also at, at Argonne. Um, uh, transportation design at Northwestern, they have a laboratory there. All of these things we can put to work um, by, by prototyping and testing these designs 
in the facilities that have kind of gone fallow over the last few years uh, in Chicago. We need to build new industries to replace the ones we left uh, that, le- that left us. We're going to do that in Ohio. We're going to try to do that here as well. Well, um, that seems there's so many steps to that. I sure mean, there, there's certainly, you know, if you're dealing with a workforce that has dealt in one area mm-hmm. to shift that skill set doesn't seem like a small task. What is the sure. timeline of, of being able to pull off something like that? Well, so the the program in Ohio is 18 months, okay? Um, we're going to start, uh, again, with our friends at the Entrepreneur Center in Ohio and Dayton, uh, providing some of this, we might call seed capital, mm-hmm. uh, we're calling diligence funds, uh, over the next few months. And, uh, you know, my business partner, Alex Duchak, is going to be taking advisory roles with uh, these companies to drive uh, product development and identify customers and sales channels. Um, it, is, it is certainly our hope that we will be able to show demonstrable progress, um, you know, within, you know, by the end of the year and maybe early next year. Uh, but we want to get moving in Chicago now. You know, uh, this is something, this idea of building new industries in Chicago, that, that can't wait, Okay. Uh, we have lost so many manufacturing jobs uh, in, in our city uh, over the past three, four decades. Uh, we can't wait another day to make sure that we're putting our fellow Chicagoans back to work doing what we have always done in the city. We've always been a manufacturing town. We just need to make sure that element of new industry is here as well. So I want to shift a bit and talk about uh, T-Nebula, which is this really interesting other part of this that seems to support a lot of what you're doing. Um, but it seems, and, and I want you to talk us through it, but, but kind of a, a cursory glance, seems like it takes a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the process for an entrepreneur or a small company. Um, I know there's so much angst and consternation around going to find people to pitch, yep. and it seems like it takes a lot of that out. Well, so uh, we want T Nebula, and and I, you know, we're testing it now. We're going to release it to the world soon. And it's a platform. Uh, yep, it's an online platform for uh, entrepreneur. From sorry, for laboratories and for inventors to post their inventions in a distilled format. Okay, what does it do? How does it work? Very basic stuff that everybody can understand. Sure. Okay, um, there are a number of other platforms that present the the patent application and believe me i spend several hours a day trying to understand what uh what these inventions do it's not necessarily the most intuitive thing so we make it intuitive we post it on the platform and then we ask entrepreneurs we ask venture capitalists we ask product developers industry partners academics everybody to to see these inventions Help us understand what the pathways are, what the uses are, where these fit in the market. So I'll give you the example of my favorite. We, we've been working with the Navy for the last few months to post their inventions on T-Nebula to kind of test out the platform. Uh, there's something called the Aqua Quad. Okay, It's a drone that can go above uh, the water and then go back underwater and, in, in, you know, it, it's controlled uh, you know, remotely. So that has a defense application. But let's put it out there. You know, T-Nebula users, what else can this do? This is where the magic happens, right? What else can the Aqua Quad do? Well, let's think. I think that it could be great for entertainment. 
you know, maybe they make a, a sequel uh, to, to uh, what was that Tom Hanks movie, Castaway, right. where he's swimming away. You know, we get an overhead shot of him swimming to shore, and then we can go underwater. And, you know, and I'm just free thinking Well, here. but that's but, true because, the, I mean, the drone has completely changed the filmmaking. Because right, no longer right. do you need thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars to get a helicopter shot. You right. can get a few hundred and get the very beautiful drone shot. Right, right. But, but, but with T-Nebula... We're going to have that community where un- inventors can understand where their inventions might find commercial success that they hadn't even thought of. So it's essentially like crowdsourcing the tire-kicking round yep. of that. Yep. And Alex Duchak, my business partner who, who designed all of it, uh, he added this element as well, uh, a, a game function where you, you have points that you generate uh, – uh, every interaction you make uh, with each invention, and you're able to invest those points in technologies you really like. It's addictive, it's fun, and and for, for Invent 2026 in the region and the laboratories we work with, it will be tremendously helpful in getting their inventions to the market with a, a, a really actionable sales strategy. Well, there's so many layers to what you're doing, but it is all really fascinating. At the end of the day, it is really helping what's happening here in the Midwest and very smart people that are thinking of really good ideas. It's helping them find each other, which I'm totally in favor of. And that sounds really, really fascinating. So we're going to keep an eye on all that you're doing in Ohio and hope that we see it in Chicago really, really soon. If someone is listening and wants to know more, where can they go to find out? I'm glad you asked. Uh, Invent2026.com is our website. Uh, please follow us on Invent20 at Invent2026 on Twitter. I was tweeting, tweeting at you earlier. And I was tweeting you back. Yeah, yes, you were. And, uh, you know, we we want all those folks I mentioned at the table, you know, uh, corporations in this region who have R&D concerns. I know you do. We want to go source those uh, technologies for you. Uh, venture capitalists, we want to help you, uh, you know, with deal flow. Entrepreneurs, we want to get you in the right seat to drive these technologies to the market. Everybody I mentioned, we want to build this community. Please join us. You have so many things in your head at once. Oh, my gosh. It's overwhelming, but it sounds really (laughs) fascinating. And I see just all the possibilities here of how many people you could be helping. So this is really great. Thank you so much. Thomas Day, co-founder of Invent 2026. Again, that's invent2026.com if you want to know more about that. And you can look at my Twitter, and you can find him on Twitter, too. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. We're going to take a little break, get you the news, all that good stuff, back in just a bit on 720 WGN.